Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. He joined the Army in 1983 and became one of six Green Beret flight surgeons in the entire world. He's our special guest today on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, our very special guest is Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, now retired from the United States Army after 39 years in the Army. We'll talk about why 39 versus 40 years, because that was Dr. Chambers' goal to ultimately reach 40, but something occurred with regards to the COVID mandate and the COVID shots that we'll address. Welcome to Faith and Freedom, Dr. Chambers. Well, Matt, it is great to be here. And Holly, I, I just, uh, you guys are a treasure to us and in, in the fight. And uh, I'm just honored to be here. Oh, we're we're treasured to have you as a, one of the courageous military members. So, And Dr. Up. Chambers, uh, he testified in yes. our case earlier this year in Tampa, Florida, as an expert, and also about what he saw happening in the Army. Uh, Dr. Chambers, for those who may not be familiar with him, he has an incredible background. Uh, he obviously was very, very dedicated to God and country and still is. He, was, uh, he served on multiple Special Forces combat deployments. He was awarded a Purple Heart, the Bronze Star Medal, and the Combat Medical Badge. His last deployment with Special Forces was completed in January 2020. Uh, as a Purple Heart recipient, he told on the witness stand in our case involving the military the time in which um, the people that he was riding with were killed, except for the driver. He tried to get the driver to safety, and that's when a terrorist uh, shot through his left arm and uh, almost went into his heart but stopped at his rib cage. You would think at that point in time, someone of that nature going through that life in death situation and the driver did eventually die the survivor from that attack was one person lieutenant colonel dr pete chambers but because of his love for god his dedication to our country he continued to serve and now he has inside information about what's happening within the military in general and the COVID shots in particular dr chambers before we go into specifics about what you see you, as a member of the United States Army, were told when this mandate came about that you had to get the COVID shot, and if you didn't get the COVID shot, you would no longer be able to be deployed. That's the last thing that you wanted to actually hear as someone who goes back to the front lines day after day after day. Um, but uh, you did get the COVID shot. Um, you did not do the independent research then you did it later because you'd always trusted the military and the government to say these are the shots and this is what we have done historically and they say that it was safe and effective you got the moderna shot and unfortunately after the moderna shot you then developed a condition called demyelination which is a condition affecting the central nervous system caused by the injection and that's why you medically retired in 2022 as opposed to reaching that 40th year so you not only have experience in the military in so many aspects but also directly with shot injuries 
Tell us about what you saw, for example, on the border, when you were working on the border between what was happening on the border, because that was one of your last deployments uh, to protect our nation's border. Yes, sir. That, and it was, you know, that was a labor of love. It's the first time I actually got to sit on our border. I've sat on borders in North and South Korea, Jordan, Syria, Iraq, you know, protecting other peoples of the world under the mantra of, or the motto, Dio Preso Liber, the Green Beret motto, to free the oppressed. And now we're on our border and we're, we're obviously, it, it's a humanitarian crisis, but through the, through the cracks and seams comes nefarious actors, the wolves, if you will. And those wolves are prowling around out there at that border, and they're and they're working their way across with fentanyl, with uh, potential terrorist uh, targets in mind, or, or things like that. So our job on the border was to to sort that out. We have border patrol that helps the family units and et cetera, the people seeking asylum, and it, and it's a travesty how they're being used as a pawn, and that's you know that's a different subject. But uh, for me. You know, taking the shots, I took them uh, when I went to the border, which was actually uh, in January 21, uh, not knowing, you know, really, because they, they didn't come out till what was it, August, I believe, 24, August 21, came out with the second issue of right. DOD-wide mandate. So you did it actually before the mandate came out, because that mandate was August 24, 2021. Correct. And you trusted the military that they were safe and effective, right? Oh, yeah. I have a yellow card. It's our, our you know, and injection card that's a mile long. And when I went down there, it, this is what was told to me by my boss, straight up, my surgeon that was in charge. You, you're going to the border. There's COVID. You're going to take this shot. It just came out. I'm like, Roger that, sir. You know, there was nothing. There was no Veers data. There was nothing out yet. This is the first shipment that came out to the Texas National Guard. And I lined up with the rest of the boys, you know, just uh, the, the leadership that was going down. We had to take it because we're providers. We're medical providers. We had, you know, medical staff, medics. So I went down, kind of kind of let that go. Didn't didn't really think about it until uh, the, the initial VIRS data started coming out. You know, you have to understand as an operator, doc, my job is to... Uh, to do two things. One is to protect the soldiers' lives in, in combat and in preventative medicine. And in this kind of, in this case down here, we've got the elements. You know, it's 110 degrees. We're on the Rio Grande River. It's, you know, 87, 90% humidity. There's a lot of things and factors that go into that. My other part of my job is special staff to the command, which means I am the only doc there at the time in the task force that's responsible for marrying up what's happening on the ground with what the commanders need and require. And I've got to tell them, you know, what are what are my my resources and what things do I need? And then I have to protect the soldiers. I'm I'm an interposer, if you will. I'm kind of a, you know, the doctrine of lesser magistrates. We can go there. I'm the guy that speaks for the soldiers, but I also speak for the command in that I, I pass things down and up. But when the Bears data started coming out, and when doctors like Dr. Lee Merritt and uh and some of the other early ones, you know, Dr. McCullough and Dr. Zelenko. When I started reading and hearing those things, that's when I got a little concerned. Now, at that point, my personal walk with the with the vaccine damage, um, I really was just getting some mild vertigo headaches, and I didn't really attribute it to anything at that point until I just couldn't drive, and then I realized there was a problem. Had a uh, an issue uh, to where it was, you know, almost took my life, really, you know, as far as an accident, and. Uh, I went into medics and, you know, or to medical, uh, our, our command, and got an MRI and found that I had demyelination. Well, at that point, it, it, it was personal for me, but I had already had at that point three to four 
including one 27-year-old soldier with myocarditis that went into the ICU, eventually got discharged, and we had to take him off orders because his heart was operating at about a 70-year-old. And you were seeing a great increase in these issues with your soldiers as well, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, I hate to get these, but I, I still get the reports from the border. And, and within the past three months, I've had three reports sent to me where soldiers were found in their rooms and they had not, uh, they, they're unresponsive. And uh, the initial reports came out as heat injury, but this was, they had been sleeping all night. That's not how that works. Uh, did find out that one had a blood clot to the lung. Uh, one had a, looked like a, a cardiac event, but if nobody does an autopsy, we don't know. Typically they, we do them when they're in their thirties, but uh, in this case, they were not done. Wow. That's, that's unbelievable. I mean, I say it's unbelievable. We know what's happening. We've heard it. But it's unbelievable that it's still allowed to exist. It's still allowed to go on. Uh, because this is not something that is anecdotal, isolated. It's widespread. You've seen it. Right. Others see it. People in the medical professions, hospitals, they see it. Doctors see it. And if you dig into these studies, like the Pfizer studies, you'll see that the military were used as guinea pigs. Oh, yes. This is shows ir there's irrefutable evidence that the DOD, in concert with the FDA and the CDC, created a condition to mandate these things in a campaign that made us <laughs> lab wraps. I mean, it's the DOD was it's and it, nor was it necessary or legal. I mean, that's the we talked about that in the case, you know, Matt, it was the uh, it was not effective. It was not safe. And we had lesser intrusive means. We did it on the border with very low vax rates and kept people at work. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, our guest is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers, now retired from the United States Army after 39 years, also a Purple Heart recipient and uh, so much more. We're going to continue this week talking to Dr. Chambers. This is a personal story of what he has experienced and also about what he's seen, but also what's happening within the military. What is the morale? What's the future of the military if we don't have significant changes? There's some certainly concerning matters on the horizon that we're seeing now. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash military. That's lc.org forward slash military. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org, lc.org.